When I was in high school, I was obsessed with Bob Dylan. I, I loved him. I used to paint paintings of him and stuff. And um, I had a friend who knew somebody who was working on his house in Malibu. And he got the address. And uh, I went there one day with a friend of mine. And I wanted to ask him if he would uh, do a benefit concert for this organization called Freedom from Hunger that I was uh, trying to raise money for. And um, I, I went around the perimeter of his property, and I saw there was a hole under the fence. And I crawled under the fence with my friend. And this guy starts walking up to us. He's like, hey, you! And he looks just like Bob Dylan, except his hair was blonde. He wasn't wearing a shirt, and he had a white dog, a big white dog. And I'm thinking, like... Is that Bob Dylan? But Bob Dylan's not blonde. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he sounded like Bob Dylan. I was like, we're looking for Bob Dylan. And I thought he would say, oh, that's me. But he said, well, he's not here. So I'm like, well, who are you? He says, I'm the gardener. And then he starts like saying, you know, you could have been shot. I could have shot you. You know, you're trespassing on private property. What the hell do you want anyway? I said, um, I want to ask him to make to do a benefit concert. Um, I want to ask him to do a benefit concert. Um, for hunger, for people hungry. He said, what people? What hungry people? You ever seen hungry people? I said, yeah. He says, where? I said, in Iran. He goes, okay. And then he said, well, how do I contact him? He said, well, you just got to go through the right channels. I said, well, like, what are they? He said, well, that's you got to figure that out, don't you? And he said, let me explain something to you. And he sits down, or he crouches down on the ground, and he uh, draws a line in the sand. He says, you see this line? This is private property. You can do whatever you want on this side of the line, but you can't cross over to this side. Do you understand? It's like, yeah, I know what private property is. It's like, okay, so get out of here, and if you ever come back again, you might get shot. So I left, and I'm just thinking, God, is that Bob Dylan or not? I can't tell. And the next week in TV Guide, there was an interview with Bob Dylan, and it said that his hair was blonde, and he had a white dog, and nobody recognized him uh, on the beach where this interview was taking place. So I was like, oh, my God, that was Bob Dylan. So then I'm on an airplane, like, a year later. And we're going from London to, I mean, from Los Angeles to London. And there's all these, like, rock and roll kind of guys all around. And this guy's, like, playing the drums on his, you know, tray and stuff. And I saw a guy look like Bob Dylan, except his hair was dark brown. And I'm like, is that Bob Dylan? And I asked a guy, uh, one of the guys, uh, like a rock guy, I was like, are you, are you in a band or something? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're on a tour. I was like, Who's, who are you touring for? He said, Bob Dylan. I'm like, oh, my God, is that him right there? He's like, yeah. And it turned out Bob Dylan was sitting right behind me. Like he was in the seat behind my seat in economy, you know, in coach. And so I was just staring at him through the two, the hole between the two seats. You know, I was just staring at him the whole time. And he was, you know, uncomfortable. And he kept looking away. And then finally he just got up because he couldn't take it anymore. And he went and he, he sat uh, on his girlfriend's lap, uh, or next to his girlfriend, uh, lay down on her lap. And she was uh, the black uh, Christian singer that converted him to Christianity. It was like his Christian period was starting. It was right when the Street Legal Tour was happening. And I was so nervous, I didn't know what to do. And I, I, I went over there finally, and uh, he was sleeping on her lap. And I said, you know, I, I want to talk to Bob Dylan. He said, well, he's asleep. And I said, well... Um, okay, maybe I could leave him a note. And she said, okay. So I went back to my seat and I wrote him a note. And the note said something like, um, my name's Kavis Ahedi, I'm a filmmaker, and I want to make a film with you in it. Um, and so I went over to him and I, 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 I put the note under his head. And I went back to my seat and I waited for him to wake up. 
And he slept during the whole flight. It was like a 13-hour flight. And I was just, the whole time, just like turning around, trying to see if he had woken up yet. And he hadn't. And finally, we're about to land. They're serving breakfast. He wakes up. And I go over there, and I say, um, did you see my note? And he goes, uh-uh. I said, well, I, I put it under your head. And he goes, uh-huh. I said, well, it must be here somewhere. And so I get down on my hands and knees, and he gets down on his hands and knees, and we're both looking under the seat together for this note. And he just goes, eh? Like, I don't, I don't see it. And I was like, okay, well, if you find it, I'll be sitting right over there. He's like, uh-huh. So I go back to my seat, and I just didn't even think to, like, tell him what was in the note. I was too nervous. Um, but I get off the plane, and I actually had my Super 8 camera that I just bought with me. And... There's a bunch of like photographers uh, waiting at the at the at the gate, and I said uh, to one of them, "What are you guys doing here?" And they said, "Oh, we heard a rumor that Bob Dylan was on the plane, but I don't think it's true." I said, "No, no, it is true." He said, "What's he wearing? What's he wearing?" I said, "Oh, he's like wearing a pink shirt with like a vest." And they're like, "Hey, guys, he's on the plane. He's wearing a pink shirt with a vest." And so I'm like, "Okay, I'm just going to wait and see what happens with these paparazzis." And so I I stood there and I took out my camera, and Bob Dylan comes out and they start flashing pictures in front of him. And he's just walking and ignoring them. And then I was like, you know, I should take, I should film him. I got my camera. So I went in front of all of them. And I'm standing right in front of Bob Dylan, like, you know, one foot in front of his face. And I'm walking backwards with my camera in his face. And he looks at me with this look of like, you too, Judas. And I was so mortified. Like, he's just a look of complete contempt. And I put down my camera. And I just thought, oh, my God, Bob Dylan hates me. When I was in college, I was obsessed with the Talking Heads. I, I loved them, and I, I worshipped David Byrne. And I made a, a music video uh, of a David Byrne song called Pull Up the Roots. And I wanted to send it to him. And I, I, I met someone who, who knew his phone number, so I called him up. And he answered the phone. He was like, hello? And I was like, Hi, is this David Byrne? He's like, yes. And I said, hi, uh, my name's Carver Zahedi, and I'm a huge fan of yours, and I made a, a video of uh, Pull Up the Roots. He said, oh, cool, that's great. I said, I'd like to send it to you. He said, oh, great, I'd love to see it. And I said, okay, well, how do I send it to you? He said, well, I'm going to London tomorrow. Why don't you send it to my hotel? I said, okay, but the only problem is, you know, I'm in France, and it's a uh, SICAM is the kind of uh, video that it is, and couldn't you see that? He said, oh, well, I'll just get it transferred. I said, oh, okay, great. So I sent him the, the, the tape. I didn't hear back from him for a while, so I called him again, and I said, uh, he said, hello? And I said, hi, this is Kavis Ahead. I sent you that tape of uh, the film of uh, Pull the Roots. He said, oh, yeah. Well, I couldn't watch it because it was Sekham. I said, well, I know. I, I, I thought you said you were a transfer. He said, oh, yeah, but that's really expensive. I said, oh, okay, well, um, do you want me to transfer for you? He said, yeah, that'd be great. I said, okay. So, um... I, I did a new version, and I, I retransferred it, and I sent it to him again. And I didn't hear back from him um, for a long time. And then I, I, I called him. I was in New York, and I, he said, hello? And I said, hi, this is Kavi Zahedi. I made that film, The Pull of the Roots, I sent you. He said, oh, yeah, um, but um, I don't know where to see it. I'm telling the story wrong. Um, so then I didn't hear back from him for a long time. And then finally I got a, a letter, like a year later. And it, it was from his secretary, and it said... Uh, Thank you for sending your film, Pull of the Roots. David Byrne really enjoyed it. And his comment was, looks great. 
uh, and his comment was, looks great, and I'd love to see more, but I don't really see what it has to do with the song, except in terms of beats slash edits. And I was just like, what? Like, he didn't get it at all. And then I had a friend who told me that he had made a, a trailer for something he had done, and it was exactly like that film I had done. And he was like, it was crazy how much it was similar. Like, he totally copied it. And I was like, no. He didn't even like it that much. And my friend was like, yeah, he really did. Well, I don't know if he did or not. But I met him again. There was a, uh, an event, and he was, like, signing books. And I bought a book, and I went, and I... I knew all these people who knew him, and I and I said, uh, and I knew he liked Waking Life, so I said, oh, hey, I was in Waking Life. And he looks at, uh-huh. I said, uh, and also, uh, I sent you a video once of Pull Up the Roots. Do you remember that? He said, no. And I said, well, yeah, um, you said you, you, you liked it, except you didn't know what to do with the song, except in terms of the beat slash edits. And he looked at me like he was afraid of me. And... And then, like, the next person wanted to talk to him, and I just left. 